0: welcome to episode 601 of aussie tech heads it's the 13th of september 2018 how is going it's uh glenn here again for another week and uh joined by joe this week hi joe
1: hi glenn how you going
0: good thanks uh we got no jordan this week he's off doing something else Uh, can't can't come in but uh, we're going to bring you some great stories that have happened this week, including a, an overview of the the Apple News, I guess. You know, the big story in town this week. We, we can't go a podcast without mentioning, I suppose, especially though it did... Uh, come in or happen in the news uh, this morning, early this morning at 3am but uh, we are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au if you want some shared hosting uh, goodness then just uh, go to athwebhosting.com.au sign up for a package or a plan, a hosting plan and away you go uh, it's a drag and drop website builder. Uh, install WordPress in a couple of clicks, Joomla, and all that sort of stuff. SSL certificates and domain registrations. Uh, also on the network, don't forget the Aussie Tech Radio. The You can get us on Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads, YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. And the other show on the network is the Aussie Max Zone. So Michael and the gang will be also be doing a special show this week because of the Apple event uh, that happened earlier this morning. So that's two Aussie Mac Zones. This week, so make sure you get both of those in your feed uh, other shows My Tech Opinion I caught up with Shane and Phil last week and uh, did a, I guess some sort of interview so that should be getting published pretty soon so make sure you subscribe to My Tech Opinion and uh, see how that goes it <laughs> was a pretty wide ranging interview I guess went from I don't know uh, running a small business and how I got into that and also podcasting and yeah 600 episodes and all that sort of stuff so it was I don't know Maybe it was interesting, maybe not. You, I'll, I'll let you guys let me know. But keep an eye, keep an eye out for that one. All right, so a couple of emails, but um, Joe, uh, how's your week been?
1: Oh mate, I've had a pretty busy week this week.
0: Yeah, it's uh, been a bit flat out, hasn't it? It's uh, sort as like yeah. I've been, do, I've been getting into this boot camp. I've been getting up at like, I don't know, it's about three times a week, uh, including tomorrow morning. <laughs> so I, I don't know early. how you're
1: getting up that early. I, I normally. You know, wait to do those sort of things late in the afternoon?
0: Yeah, well, I guess late in the afternoon it tends for me not to happen. And uh, so I think early in the morning, you know, like it starts at uh, 6, uh, it goes for about half an hour, so I'm pretty much back home by about 7. Uh, pretty worn out, but, uh, you know, that's uh, it's done for the day, so it's not too bad.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. At least you're doing something anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, trying to, trying to get those blood... Flowing through the veins <laughs> as fast as I can. Uh, look, we've got a, a couple of notes this week on the YouTube. One from a watcher, uh, dodecahedron or dodecahedron, I, I think it is. Uh, look, he, he he wanted to comment about the Sims and the, the multi-card Sims, but we might just leave that comment uh, for next week because uh, Jordan would be interested in that. So we'll let him. Uh, we'll read that part of his uh, thing out next week uh and he also went on to talk about uh something else about no oh, we might just leave that it's all sims i thought he's going to talk he said he said you know talk about two things so that sim sim sims yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, i saw that message there, glenn um might want to be interested in having a look at the asus phone i'm actually looking at that one myself it's called the asus zenfone max pro m1 and that's got two sim trays and a separate uh, SD slot. So you might want to have a look at that one. Right. And that's right. Uh, got six gig of RAMs and it's got uh,
0: a, was
1: it a quad core, or is it octa core, I'm not sure, but it's got a pretty good processor it as well. I'm actually looking at getting that one.
0: Right, okay. Uh, did you see the, the, the Nokia phones that were released through the week? They were- No,
1: I haven't actually had a look at those yet.
0: There was, a, it was actually, uh, I think Jace posted it up onto the Aussie Tech Ed's Facebook site. I'll see if I can, if my internet is, starts to work. Here he goes. Yeah, it's the all new Nokia 8110 is back. So if you guys remember the 8110. Oh, you?
1: that's the banana shaped one, right?
0: Yeah, I'll see. I'll just try and see if I can get this up on screen so we can have a look at it. Uh, if anyone's uh, watching on the, on the video, which you can on YouTube each week. And normally we do Facebook Live, but because Jordan's not here, I couldn't handle the technology. So <laughs> so we're just uh, pre-recording. But there, can you see that, Joe?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the one.
0: Yeah, so it's the all-new Nokia 8110 hits Australia on September 20 for $129. So there you go. That's the, I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, yeah, it's like, like got the little flip out for the, the keypad. It's just like an old style phone. I don't know why anyone would want to buy that. Maybe as a burner or something. But, uh, yeah, there you go. But the Asus, you reckon, Joe? We'll have to keep an eye out for that.
1: Yeah, the Asus uh, Zenfone Max Pro M1.
0: Right, okay. Right. And yeah, what's so... that going to cost you? Sorry? What, what's that going to cost you? What's that set you back? Last you know? time
1: I looked, it was um, around about $400, $420. Right. Well, that's
0: not yeah, too it's a, li-
1: it's a little bit more than the the um, Xiaomi phones. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reviews on it are really good. Uh, I have um, watched quite a bit of uh, YouTube reviews from different people who actually use them, and they, and I'm pretty big when it comes to um, specifications of the uh, you know, the cellular and the, uh, the Wi-Fi signal. They've got a pretty good uh, specifications, pretty good signal on that. Having said that, though, the Wi-Fi, I believe, is only 2.4. Oh, it doesn't right. have the 5 gigahertz band on it.
0: Right, and uh, but is that really an issue? Like to me, I not so much, but to you, is that an issue for you? The-
1: for me, it's not. Um, I usually mostly get the 2.4 gigahertz band at home, hmm. and, ma- and the main reason I do that is because I have a. I uh, believe that the 2.4 gigahertz band travels a little bit further than the five gigahertz band.
0: Yes, I think the the 2.4 is. Or, you know, supposedly slower but goes further, and the five is faster but goes shorter.
1: But uh... yeah, having said that though, um, I'm actually been playing around this week with um, some internet of things and some sort of home automation, and most, if not all, of the uh, home automation stuff is all running on a 2.4 gigahertz band range, right? So, if I do decide to get the Asus phone. I'm going to be a bit concerned about whether there's going to be too much um, wireless happening on a 2.4, um, and nothing you know that I can use to go on the five. I mean, I've got a you know, an Asus router as well, so um, the AE, AE oh geez no the u six u eight the u six u or something like that. Hmm. It's one of those um, dual core. Uh, asus routers and um, that's also got the five gigahertz in it as well so i'm not sure whether i'm still going to go with that because i'm I'm noticing that after after a bit of playing around like i said on the um, internet of things and with some wireless um, home automation stuff everything is going to be 2.4 so you know if you've got say five or six different devices on 2.4 you're quickly going to saturate your network
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've looked at my network the other day and I've got a, quite a few hanging out of it. It's, um. I must have like over 20 devices. Uh, I don't think they're all accessing the internet all the time. But, you know, once you start getting Google uh, Google Me's and Sonos's, and, you know, I think my amp is Wi-Fi. You've got the phones, of course. You've got the tablets. You've got the PCs. You've got laptops. Uh, I, Yeah, there's a lot of Wi-Fi yeah, well, devices. I can
1: assure you that... They may not be accessing the internet all the time, but they will be accessing your router all the time. Mm. Um, I've done a bit of a checkup, and my router does have a little diagnostic tool built into it. And it does show you which apps are using which um, part of the bandwidth and right. for how long and um, the amount of uh, bandwidth that it's using as well. So and that- I can assure you, even your Google Home that's just sitting there doing nothing,
0: that's doing something.
1: Um, it's still talking to the network.
0: So when you said um, the router will tell you the apps, do you mean the actual apps or just the the devices that are that it's using?
1: It does both. Apparently, the one I have does. It, it, like, uh, I'll give you an example. If it's if it's a uh, the Google Home Mini, and it's accessing the the router, it'll come up and say the Google Home Mini is accessing the router. Uh, it tells you the speed. It tells you what uh, protocol it's using to access the router.
0: Right.
1: Um, and then it'll go ahead and it'll say, okay, that your um Alexa is also accessing it. And it goes along and it shows you all the different devices that access it. And you you have got the option if you want to to
0: actually prevent that from happening. You know, like you can disable it and stuff mm. like that. Because I know our Google Mini just just um dings randomly or not probably not randomly, it seems to be happening just at the same time every night. So you just don't know what it's doing. Like it must be just either it's rebooted or it's picked up something. But yeah, every now and then it'll just go doom doom do you go, oh, okay. Hi Google. How are you going? Um but yeah but yeah Yeah like-
1: have 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 a look through the um the stat, the um what they call it? the the little notes that you get in the app. You might be able to find out what it is.
0: Yeah, oh, I did uh, reset it and then uh, did it again, and it, it sort of calmed it down a little bit. But yeah, it doesn't matter. It's picking up something. It, I, I've got to learn how to re, how to train it properly for different voices. So because at the moment everyone talks to it and say they say play a song, it's just all coming from my Spotify account. So then if I'm listening somewhere else, it'll it'll cut me off. So I want to start to test it uh, or program it, train it to the different voices to access the people's own uh, accounts. But uh, look, there's um, well, yeah, well, so we'll keep we'll keep your uh, email for next week, uh, Dodecker, because it is all talking about sim cards and slots and everything. Jordan, be interested in that. Uh, I got another one here from Marcus S. Uh, hi, Glenn and guys. Jordan was talking about a TV show called The Orville by Seth MacFarlane. Looks like it's starting on SBS On Demand this month. Doesn't say when, but just saw an ad for SBS. Uh yes, you are correct. I went and had a look, and I searched and searched and uncovered that the Apparently, the funny new Seth MacFarlane space comedy launches on SBS Viceland on the 24th of September. So if you're into Seth MacFarlane space comedy or just like watching SBS Viceland, make sure you watch the 24th of September. Um, I've never heard of it. but might tune in and see what it's all about. Be good. Okay, let's get into some stories. We've got, we do have a... We'll just do an overview of Apple stories a little bit later, but uh, rather than just, uh, you know, just dump it all on you right now let's i'll I'll talk about something else a bit apple-ish trend micro tools have been removed from the mac app store over data exfiltration claims it's a big word isn't it now the trend micro owned application applications including dr cleaner and dr antivirus pretty original names, have disappeared from the Mac App Store after experts, including the malware Labs, which I like very, very much, uh, uh, suggested that their user data was being exfiltrated from these products. Now, I'm just going to actually Google what exfiltrated is. What does define exfiltrated means? Withdraw surreptitiously, especially from a dangerous situation. US forces... Agents have all been exfiltrated from Iran. Well, there you go. Learn something every day. So, examining the app's code, uh, the Malware Bytes team and others also claimed Trend Micro's repertoire of apps was sending data to a server in China based on a fact. Uh, a domain was registered in the country, a charge that Trend Micro flatly denies, as they would, obviously. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But it looks like the, the problem has been uncovered and explained. Uh, finally, the Trend Micro company has identified what it claimed to be the core issue, which is humbly the result of a common the use of common code libraries. Learning the data collection functionality was designed the same across all of its apps, regardless of whether this was necessary for the app to work. So That's Apple... a bit worrying, Glenn, hearing that. Uh, well, it is, yes. And I guess like if you're a coder and, you know, you don't sort of, you're not probably really thinking about are these code libraries and what am I using secure? You just go, oh, yeah, I'll I'll grab that piece and I'll put that in because I need it. And, uh, yeah, so uh, it is worrying. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the Apple malware bytes. Yeah, Apple... Because I say that. Yep, sorry.
1: So I was going to say I say that because the router that I'm using, um, in order for me to get those information that I was saying about what apps are accessing the network and what apps are, are doing this and doing that, yeah, I had to sign an agreement which um, Trent Micro said that they were allowed to collect information.
0: Right, right. Okay. Well, not so much
1: sign an agreement, but I had to have an, a click, click the agreement button.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. So... um. Yeah, well, I guess all these things these days, like, it doesn't matter what you sign up for, they're all, uh, they're all going to, yeah, grab your data, and they've all got to be upfront about it. But it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's Microsoft, Google, even doing a Google search, you know. Apparently, I heard the other day that the Google's Google are keeping your search results for two or three years, you know. So uh, even if like two or three years down the track, you know, they might be able to. Uh, see what you were searching for two years ago like say i don't know if you're running for a political position or something uh yeah so you know they might yeah just zone in on your ip or even on your account because who who you know everyone signs into google chrome you know to remember passwords remember history and everything and so it's also remembering and it's directly now tied to you rather than an ip address so yeah it's all pretty pretty crazy out there you gotta watch what's going on But, yeah, so Trend Micro, that's been taken off the App Store. So um, when will it come back? Who knows? They're probably going to have to update their code library or their their, their software anyway. So, yeah, it is worrying, Joe, very worrying. Uh, All right. What what have you got for us, Joe?
1: Yeah, I was just um, looking at a story here that it's – not relevant at the moment, but just something for people to be aware of mm. is that some testers for Microsoft are testing what's called a warning uh, label for Windows 10 users. Uh, when they go to install uh, something like Chrome or Firefox or any other third party browser, uh, it's, it's like a little warning to say, uh, please don't install it. Um, would you please consider using um, the uh the uh, what's it called? The, the edge it, instead. The edge, yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I don't know. It, it, apparently, um, they say that it's um, it, it's going to be coming up with the October the two uh, to October the um, update, two thousand eighteen update. Um, but you know, this story this comes through on the on the verge says that it understands that Microsoft is simply just testing this prompt. Right. Um, for now and it won't appear um, but it then may uh, they may still do it in further on in the future um, it all depends I guess on how controversial and what sort of feedback they get from people
0: well I guess also remember like is this going to cause trouble with all this antitrust business that Microsoft had issues with you know I don't know 10 years ago or whatever over there in the EU where you know the they forced Microsoft to stop uh, auto-installing IE with Windows. Like, is this going down the same sort of path? You know, where uh, they're saying, "Okay, we've got to have Windows," but then also all of a, all of a sudden a pop-up comes up and says, "You got to use this more secure. Don't use anything else." Like, I don't know. I don't, is that sort of yeah, treading a high wire there? Or, or yeah, look,
1: or... I I don't know. I I, I sort of uh, I don't use the Edge browser. Um, not because I snow good or anything i just got
0: used to using chrome now mm. so um yeah look i think the chrome is i use chrome predominantly all day and that's the best that's the best one i like you know i liked how it, it does the passwords i like how it does you know saves the password i like the autofill i like you know just it's relatively quick um it works with the ato all these little things uh edges doesn't that <laughs> to 100 of do what, what what uh the chrome does uh edge is fast i'll give it that it is fast and I'll, I'll take microsoft for their word that it's uh it's secure but more secure than chrome the only way maybe that would be would be maybe because edge doesn't allow the third party uh, as many or or uh, has more tighter control over the third party plugins. Uh, Chrome seems to be, I don't know, it's, it appears that you know you can anyone can make a third party plugin up and throw it up on the Chrome Store and people can install it. So whether or not how good that is, but yeah, that's what I, yeah that's my my take on that one anyway.
1: Yeah, look, um, it's also you know if you're using a, a third party browser, say you're using Firefox or Opera or, or something like that um or even if you do sometimes for whatever reason uh turn on the um the the, the Microsoft one mm. you'll always get a notification saying would you like to switch back to Chrome mm, that's oh, right thanks you know I want to use it for this particular moment yeah. and uh so that that's similar sort of thing you know what I mean like when you say that you're going to browse something and then you'll get a sort of like a little pop up saying um, would you like to um to reconsider and use um, the um, the Edge browser.
0: Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. So the pop the are going to come up. Like, oh yeah, I don't know. They're just going to be yeah, like the one you
1: got there on the screen. There, sort of like a little pop up saying, um, Would you rather open up, use Microsoft Edge instead of installing, you know, mm. Chrome or instead of installing Opera? Now it's okay. a bit like we you know when you when you don't use um, and and we're not using Chrome and you you know fire up a different browser and it says yeah. Uh, would you like to switch over to Chrome, or would you like it to be
0: your default browser? Mm,
1: yeah, sim- sim- something similar to that.
0: Yeah, and I know it says here that you can turn yeah you can turn these notifications off, but oh, it's just another thing you got to do, isn't it? You know, it's just another one of these annoyances. But I don't know, may, you know, maybe Microsoft. You know, they make Windows, so is it is it their you know their call? If they want to put well, these things in?
1: They're, they're apparently they are reaping up a lot of. Um, Momentum now now that they um, they want to try and get into the market mm. with um, with Amazon and a few other partners You're right it um, there looks like they're they're trying to really push it along now because if they don't they will fall behind I think so they're trying to do all sorts of little things We're not saying that this is going to go ahead they're just saying that they're testing it and they're going to have a feeling for how you know people react to it which mm. if it was me I'd say no. Nah, I don't
0: like it. Yeah, and look, I'm sure as you mentioned with that Chrome pop in or pop up or the Chrome thing that says, you know, do you want to use Chrome? If you start, if you do a Google on uh, IE, it'll uh, it'll come up. Do you want to use Chrome? Yeah. And exactly there, right. There must be a that must be a cookie somewhere that will that will remember your response. But see, because I use the uh, C Cleaner, and every time I close a browser, I set it to uh, you know it removes a lot of this stuff, and obviously it's removing that cookie or that setting that tells it I've already said no. And uh, yeah, but anyway, that's. Um, I'll have to look further into that when you, when you get time. It's all when you get time, isn't it? Like You just get no time to even oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, sure
1: it is. The, the I mean, this goes things. on to say, I mean, if if I can just go on to my second story now. Yeah, sure. Um, Cortana has a few flaws in it that could let hackers access uh, a locked system. Right. Yes. Apparently, some security researchers... Have identified some flaws in the Windows 10 voice activation system called Cortana mm. that might or allow hackers to ac- access the system that's already locked. Like if you have got your, your your computer in the lock screen.
0: Yeah, I think this has uh, been has this been around for a little while. Like there seems that every now and then these little lock screen hacks sort of come along, don't they? Especially with these the, the voice activated things. Yes,
1: um, but I think this is a voice-activated one, yes. And the floor lets and um, for example, um, they said that um, with Cortana enabled, you could enable an attacker with a physical access to the um, to carry out two kinds of authorized browsing sorry, unauthorized browsing on an unpatched system.
0: Yeah, right. But then again, the, the key there, Joe, is unpatched. So again, you've, you've got to keep your stuff up to date. Correct. Yeah,
1: I'd, I'd make sure that you know you, you have it all updated and stuff. Um, what they basically do is that um, they 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 ask Cortana because it responds whether the screen's open or not, like yeah. whether it's locked or not. They ask Cortana to open up a uh, a URL, um, and it does that in the background, and um, that URL is that probably their own url which Mm. then allows them to um
0: run some sort of code yeah so yeah it's really well it says yeah that the floor yeah can yeah open up the the second floor lets an attacker use a limited version of internet explorer 11 using the safe credentials of the victim so it's all going on there's a, a there's a scenario yeah, so the Cortana privilege escalation leads to a forced navigation on the lock screen, as you said. Um, it doesn't allow the attacker to unlock the device, but it does allow someone with physical access. Yeah, as you said, to force edge to navigate to a page of the attacker's choosing. Well, naughty, naughty. Yeah, so,
1: so how would you be? I mean, you, you want to, and, and I'm starting to think now that that sort of mentality, that sort of way of you know, hacking people can also happen with, say, you know, your Google or your. Um, Alexa.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I guess, like, you know, this story goes on to say, how can we protect against the attack? Well, you can disable Cortana on your lock screen. But I guess that's one of the probably one of the benefits, isn't it? Like, you know, if your screen's locked, you can ask it to open up or tell you the time or something.
1: Well, exactly right. So, or, yeah, can you tell me, you know, what's uh, happening in the news? And,
0: mm. you know? but yeah, I guess, like, at the end of the day, like, as you said, it's if everything's kept updated, like, Microsoft be aware of this. They'll, they'll put a patch out, like there were some patches today that came through just before we started the show. My computer went through the the normal, what is it, second Tuesday updates, you know, that reach us about Wednesday or Thursday. So it goes yeah. through those. So you just when you see them, you update. Every, when you see the little Java updates at the bottom of your screen, you update that Java because that's a pretty bad one. Update your antivirus, update everything. I update everything, Joe, every time I see yeah. something.
1: I, I used to update everything, um, but uh, when Windows Seven was on, you had the option to update or not update. Mm. Uh, Windows Ten came along, and you really didn't have a choice—you had to update it. It, you know, it automatically updated.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think you can turn them off. I think someone was telling me the other day. Sorry, I was just having a drink. <laughs> someone was telling me the other day that they they, they you can turn them off. Uh, it's not a good idea. I wouldn't do it. I don't know why people do it hey paul i know you've told me
1: can you turn them off i I thought you couldn't turn them off
0: i think you can limit them i'm not sure if you can turn the security ones off but uh i'm well i'm not sure i know you can definitely windows 7 and windows 8 as you said but let me yeah but windows
1: 10 i thought there was no option it it, it updates automatically uh
0: there would be an option say on the enterprise enterprise correct you are
1: you're right on the enterprise or the non-consumer version yes for there is that there is an option because um, that gets updated by the network administrator of of the of the company
0: mm. i guess there might not be a nice little uh or maybe not like a nice little gooey turn offy switchy thing but maybe you could go you could dive into the into the uh the, the bowels of the services and turn the service from starting at switch on and that's probably i, what... uh,
1: I guess you could do something like that but you have to be careful you you got to know what you're doing
0: oh that's right i, I don't know why you'd even want to do that Um, look how to disable windows 10 update in every way so this looks like when was this Uh, april 18 so this is pretty current windows 10 forces me to update uh yeah so it looks like that you can do it yeah in the services yeah so you go to the services you find your windows update and you uh turn it to manual
1: okay well in that case now that that's like that i will probably go and look for that feature and i'll probably use it because i'm the kind of person that okay you get an update. And I don't want it to be updated right away. I'd rather wait a day or two. Yeah, yeah, thank and you. then and then do the update because sometimes an update could go wrong, or it's not a, not a good update. It could be a bad update, um, mm. and it can stuff up your whole system. And you know, oh. usually the automatic updates um, sometimes unfortunately you know cause problems for people.
0: Well, it wouldn't be the first time that Microsoft has put out a bad. Uh, update and they've advised to go go and uh, delete it, <laughs> you know, return it back to how it was. But uh, I think Outlook, I think a few updates oh, a little while ago affected Outlook like that. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, so for whatever reason, you can do it if you if you really need to. I I just let it go. I just update. I don't really have. I've never really had a problem. Um, maybe maybe years gone by. Maybe that's the cause of some of my hair pulls. But <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I actually did have a problem um, oh, when right. I had. Windows 10 first installed, uh, after a few updates, for whatever reason, the, um, the update went bad mm, yeah, on right. a, on a laptop and, um, you believe it or not, I had to take it back to Dell and Dell had a look at it and said, no, nah, we have to replace the hard drive. And I'm thinking, right. hang on, all it did was an update. There was nothing else wrong with it. Yeah. Well, I had to replace the hard drive. Apparently it had something to do with some communication between the CPU and the hard drive and I don't oh, know something to, something to do with that.
0: Maybe they just didn't want to deal with it, and they said, "Oh, we'll just reformat it." Maybe that was.
1: It wasn't even a reformat. It was just a complete replacement of the hard drive.
0: What that, the the machine, or they just give it another hard drive? Yeah, when you say another it, hard
1: drive, put another hard yeah. drive in, reloaded Windows 10, and away she went. And it hasn't had a problem since.
0: Yeah, right. Right. I wonder if it's the same brand hard drive. I mean, yeah, I wonder.
1: But anyway. Uh, interesting. I don't know. i have to have see, I was going back a couple of years. I have to have a look. But yeah, that's what I had to do and I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't know some, sometimes, you do you? You just don't know what, what causes these problems. Maybe that was a, it was a faulty here yeah, to start with anyway. Um, look, I've got another... Just going back to Apple again. Uh, Apple is to provide police with an online tool to request data. So you would remember that there's been uh, – this has been in the news for a little while now, especially over in the US, where the, the FBI have been trying to you know get Apple to unlock phones and, and release data and get access to iCloud and all this sort of stuff to try and help uh, find terrorists and, 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 and identify terrorists and whatever and whatnot. So, so Apple plans to create an online tool for police to formally request data about its users and to assemble a team – to train police about what data can and cannot be obtained so this was uh all according to a letter that's been attained uh uh, seen by uh reuters so apple can and does provide some user data such as stored in in its iCloud online service to law enforcement officials Uh, however they have to make a valid request and that's probably fair enough uh apple said it Said in the letter that it had trained nearly 1,000 law enforcement officers in how to obtain data from the company. The training previously happened in person at Apple's headquarters, but Apple said it would now create an online training course and a team of trainers to help extend its reach, its reach to smaller departments. It said the training and portal is going to be uh, opened up to, uh, worldwide to, to all police forces, I guess, all approved ones in any case. Um, yeah, look, I don't, look. It is a tricky one, isn't it? Like, should should people be able to... Should the government be able to hack into your personal data? Uh, it is a tricky one. I think if you've got something to hide, well, yes. <laughs> it's short.
1: Go and yeah. buy yourself one of those Nokia banana phones.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> exactly. They're cheap enough, aren't they? But, but, yeah, so I think, like, if you're going to put your information in the cloud, it's like anything else. Like, nothing's private anymore, is it? Like... The government knows all about you anyway, whether it through your tax file number, your ABN, your Medicare card, uh, whatever. They know all about you, so they know where you live. They know Centrelink. They know everything. (laughs) So does it really matter? Um, That's right, and there's
1: a lot of deals being made under the table between different companies as well.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's right. And if you if you're worried about it, I don't know, get yourself a second phone with a dodgy, you know, with a dodgy. um, iCloud account and all this sort of stuff but then again you're going to have to register the phone number somewhere aren't you and that's even you need to provide uh, driver's license numbers and so forth uh, but even so like, what are the checks behind the scenes with that do you just give them a number do you make one up does that work you know do, do they actually punch the number into the driver's license system to make sure it matches Maybe. yeah you,
1: you could probably do something like that but how long would you be able to use that phone you know what I mean like everything's going in the way of you know, internet and, you know, apps and, uh, you know, live streaming and, and all, everything's going in that sort of way in that direction that even making phone calls now, who remembers their phone calls for their companies and who remembers their phone calls for their friends? Mm. If you don't have a phone that's a smartphone, you can't even make a phone call these days.
0: No, well, you're right because, like, uh, yeah, sometimes you got it. you know, when you're filling out forms, it says, oh, next of kin, name, phone number. And like I, I can just remember even my wife's number. Like you just just don't you don't look at these things every day. You don't need to remember these numbers. But you know, you, going back in the years, like you remember, I knew probably everyone's phone number.
1: Yeah, you're you right. Know? That's what you did, and you had it on the SIM card as well. So even if you replace the the phone and put on another SIM, another another put the SIM card on another phone, you still have all your you know your your phone numbers and stuff there.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's right, but uh, yeah, it's all... Uh... And another thing that's a bit worrying, as I'll, I'll talk about now, because yeah, I'm not sold on these driverless cars, eh? Uh, the first of Perth's driverless taxi has arrived from the French manufacturer Navier for a closed track trial uh, run by the Western Australian Royal Automobile Club, or the RAC, I guess, is that how they say it over there? Pronounce their acronym, the RAC. Uh, Perth is just one of these cities globally to test the or auto, the Autonom IntelliCar. Uh, it will allow users to book rides from the phone. The Autonom is shaped like a traditional car. I think I might have a picture of the Autonom. See if we can make that a little bit bigger. So it looks like a little taxi, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, that looks very similar to one of those little uh, devices I went to at one of the uh, Sydney um, exhibition shows where it was a driverless car.
0: Yes, yes. The IntelliCar features remote supervision capabilities, manual overrides, and emergency stop buttons. Uh, still not... I'm still not sold. I don't know about you, Joe. Are you sold on these things?
1: Not for everyday on-the-road use, but I, I, have, I have, like I said, when I went to the... Um, exhibition down in sydney in was it in february march this year yeah went into one of those driverless cars and it was more like a van similar to what you've got there shown and and its main focus was to take people around um sites like if you have a big big industrial site and you needed to transport workers backwards and forwards and so forth
0: yeah
1: um that was for that purpose And and i reckon for that purpose it's great but for on the roads um yeah look i don't know about that yes just yet
0: yeah like how how dodgy i suppose it might just be the initial getting used to things but even just i was looking at a few other pictures of that car earlier and just just to for something driverless to roll up and you get in it's just really weird isn't it uh and then what do you just close the door and away you go and no one's driving <laughs> it's pretty pretty wild um but just from the safety point of view like you know, it's on the road. It's like a, it's a, it's a big what a a ton of metal that's just hurling down the road. At even though this thing might be capped at fifty k, it's still a, a ton of metal hurling around at fifty k. Like it does some damage if it hits you.
1: No, that's like, for sure. Like,
0: and yeah, that's, I'm just not sold on it. You know, there's look at look at your computer. We're just talking about how many glitches are there in computers. Cortana gets hacked. You know, um updates coming out every five seconds. Like, no software is going to be impenetrable. And uh, this could just be, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not sold on it. We'll see how it goes. But, look, if I see one coming down the street, I'm going to hide behind a pole. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll get into, I get in. got in a driverless train, but that's all right because it's on a track, so I didn't mind too much. I uh, think yeah. that was over when I was in And, and perhaps that's <laughs> been
1: overseen by someone at a, um, like, some sort of monitoring base isn't it still being seen by that one
0: i would imagine so this is at the uh, like the airport over in uh san francisco it was yeah just like the loop that took the little train that took you around the the loop of the airport and uh yeah it was yeah it was a bit of a a weird thing as well but again the train you're not really you don't really see a driver in a train anyway so it wasn't that weird but yeah no driver in a bus or a car it's getting a bit weird um where else you got what else you got joe
1: what else have I got?
0: Yeah. You got anything else?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. Um, well, you know how Apple this morning released a new iWatch. Mm. Apparently, the, the uh, Android smartwatches now are getting a new um, chip. They call it the Quadcom Next Generation chip. Right. Um, it's a processor for uh, – it's called the Snapdragon Wear 3100. Uh, and the idea behind this one is it's meant to extend the battery life, enhance always-on displays. Nice. And offer more versatility when it comes to sports devices and fitness uh, sensors.
0: Yeah, okay. So, yeah, because oh, I looked at these. Oh, keep I'll going, keep going if there's any more, Joe, because I'm starting to move yeah. on to the Apple Watch. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the um, the new chip's key feature is the addition of a secondary low-power processor which is supposed to handle most of the work when the watch isn't in use. This processor will power on like a, a watch's sensors and ambient light. Um, while it's doing that, it's, it's using up to 20 times less energy than the main processor normally would. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So 95% of the time when you've got your watch on, you're not actually using it to do anything. So... Um, Oh, that's where the big saving comes in with this new processor. When you're not actually doing anything, it sort of disables and slows down the rest of the tasks mm. in the smartwatch.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good idea. Like, remember those? Do you remember the old watches that you know you, they used to wind up just by the movement of your day-to-day, just walking around and shaking? Yeah, it? the kinetic ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder why that technology hasn't been more explored with watches, or isn't it like it might not be enough energy to power something? It might need a, a better a source, maybe. Well, I'm, I'm sure they must have thought it, you know, gone down that path when they were first doing them. But obviously, well, you're it wasn't right. Suitable. That's a
1: good point. And also, why not even solar?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, yeah, because uh, I guess you are out in the sun, off oh, at least 10 minutes every day. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, um, you know,
1: I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disregard the fact that someone, Apple or somebody, is um, looking at somehow they can use the band or they can use the watch. Um, you know frame or, or something like that they can use it so they can you know basically recharge it on the run
0: mm. yeah because i'll give uh these these at these androids watches and all the other ones something is that you can get nice watch faces for them uh the apple ones you seem to i think are you still stuck i think you're still stuck with what they want to give you uh which is that's right yeah selection of not many but uh but yeah but uh but yeah so the Apple Watch that has been, the like, Apple Watch Four was announced earlier this morning. That was, that was part of the, the latest line of, say, updates to the Apple range because it is an update year, I guess, with you know the S year as it's sometimes known. Uh, so let me have a look at what happens. So we've got the. I won't go into it too much because you know if you want to hear more about it, just make sure you get that Aussie Max Zone special that's recorded uh, on th- today, which is Thursday as well. But they'll go right into it. But the Apple iPhone XS uh, Max, so that's that's the, that's the S version of the the iPhone X. Apparently, the the X is no longer now. It's the XS. Uh, it's bigger. Uh, it's the Apple released the iPhone X in only one size, 5.8. The XS Max is 6.5 inch. So that's getting quite big. How? How? What's the size of a Mac Mini screen? Isn't that about seven?
1: Well, I was just thinking that. I yeah. wonder whether the, the reason they've stopped making the Mac Mini is because they were going to introduce something like this.
0: The phone. I've got a Mac Mini here. Is that the phone? Is that the, is that the size of the phone? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna... the, the
1: iPad Mini, sorry.
0: Yeah, the iPad Mini, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm just wondering whether they, um, they stopped... Producing those, because they were talking about making uh, this phone.
0: Yeah, why can't I just put the the dialer on here? Oh, I suppose it's not um, 4G. Uh, yeah, well, who knows? But anyway, they're getting bigger. Remember the time back when the Nokia's? They were getting smaller and smaller and smaller. You couldn't get oh the, yeah, you know for sure that was the rage. You couldn't get one small enough, and now you can't get one big enough. Um, I got one here. What's that one? Oh yeah, that's the tiny little thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what one's that. What model's that?
1: Uh, this one here, I think it's the 88 something 8810 or something like that. I think this was this came out pretty much when the 80 88, slide came out around about that time. Okay, nice. Why have you got that there? Are you using that one? I'm not using it. Um, I picked it up not long ago and um, I had it sitting here. And uh, believe it or not, it's still got the uh mini uh, the micro USB charger on it. Oh, yeah, oh. All, Yeah. And this has also got Bluetooth in it. So it's a bit more advanced than the others, but yet still, the form factor is still very small.
0: Yes, it is. It's got it the is... camera and everything on it still with, mm. with a flash. And that's, yeah, just mentioned cameras. Like, that seems to be the only thing that these companies just, when they bring out a new phone, they just go on about the camera improvements. Like, I don't really care, to be honest. Like, they're good enough. They're good enough for me, anyway. Uh, but just we 'll just move quickly through all the Apple stuff, just so you guys know there 's an Apple iPhone XR this is a new one, apparently the new name. Uh, the iPhone XR comes with a six point one inch lCD display uh, it 's wrapped up in an aluminium frame it 's apparently more durable it 's notched because the iPhone has face ID no home button. Uh, apple calls the new LCD a liquid retina uh, supposed to look better than its predecessors the apple series the Apple watch series four. Uh, thinner case, larger screen, a new heart rate sensor, and can also do electrocardiograms or ECGs. It also lets you know. It also knows if you fall down. Uh, so apparently, if you fall down, slip, trip, whatever, and you don't move for a minute, it will uh, phone emergency services, which is good. I'm not sure what I, if that's, other that's watches. That's pretty do good, this. I
1: reckon. That's a pretty good feature.
0: Yeah, and apparently it knows also the type of fall. If it's a, a trip, a slip, or a push, or whatever. Uh, the fourth generation Apple Watch is presented uh, uh, supposedly the sleekiest health device on the market. There's an improved accelerometer that, not, that not only knows if you have fallen down. Yeah, I've just said that. Uh, the updated heart rate sensor, which is encased in a ceramic shell with a sapphire crystal. Sounds pretty, you know, razzle-dazzle. Uh, that will also tell you more about how your heart beats and will even make it easy to print out those records and take it to your doctor. Uh, the Apple Watch Series Four starts at. I'm not sure if these are US prices or not. It was from an uh, AU website though. Uh, 599 for the GPS model and 749 for the GPS uh, Plus, yeah, mobile model. That's they're all getting up there. These iPhones just quietly, that they they were up at around the two grand, you know, to buy. Like, geez, it's, yeah, um, but
1: you're looking at the higher sort of specs for that. You are like, was it the 500 uh, 512 gigabyte version is up to around about the 1500 plus mark.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that's fully like they're fully specced out but but I don't know, jeez. That's a lot of money to you know, and in a mobile device that can be dropped and stolen and whatever quite easily. Um don't know. I would I'd have to get another job before I can start buying one of those things. I think uh what else is there? The uh the the iOS 12. Okay, so when are the, all these things are going to be released? So the iPhone XS and the XS Max September 14. Start shipping September 21. iPhone XR uh, will start on October 19, available October 26. Apple Series Watch 4 on sale September 14, in store September 21. iOS 12, uh, which will be on September 17, the public beta has been available for most of the winter. Uh, the Mac OS Moave. Uh, the next update the operating system says Moawe is due for an official release September 24. So not too long to go, like only a week and a bit. Watch OS 5, September 17. And HomePod software update. So the Apple Series is getting, uh, the speaker is getting Apple Siri uh, as an update. Apple will start yeah, making it available. And when it, once it is, you'll be able to make calls uh, with the new feature. So you would be able to talk to the HomePod and, have, and and make a call through it, which is uh, quite interesting.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Mm, mm, that is. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, but the HomePod's about 500 So, <laughs> you
1: yeah. know. I also read somewhere, and I didn't announce it this time, but I also read somewhere that they were um, introducing a smaller pod at a cheaper rate as well.
0: Right, okay, right. I wonder what they're going to sacrifice, the like the size of the speaker or the quality of the speaker? Um, yeah most likely mm-hmm. uh, did you have another one Joe any more from you this week
1: well just going on with what Apple was doing there um, apparently they they're going to discontinue the iPhone X and uh, the iPhone se and the iPhone 6s uh, they're going to be removed from the US market so I'm guessing s- s- uh, shortly after to be removed everywhere else yeah mm. um, Apparently, there's no good reason to have one of these to buy one of these new phones anymore, uh, except for the fact that it might be, you know, exclusive, exclusive, exclusivity of owning one of the phones that was bought out like for the 10th anniversary mm. uh, of the original iPhone. Um, yeah, right. and, and the other thing as well is maybe you might want to keep one because it's the first iPhone introduced that has the um, uh, the notch on the top of it.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: no home button. Uh, that's right, no home button. And um, and it was the first one that was introduced that had the AirPods.
0: That's correct. So should I, should I be keeping my 6S or should I sell it?
1: I'd get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> unless you want to keep it in your drawer for another 20 years or so. It
0: probably wouldn't turn on in 20 years.
1: I uh, okay. Don't doubt that. I picked up one of the old, very early 3GS phones, the ones I said that I used many, many years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: I picked it up out of the drawer. And it was dead as a doornail. So I, I picked it up and uh, plugged it in, charged it, and it looked like it didn't, wasn't, wasn't going to charge. So I said, I'll bug it. I'll just leave it there for a few hours. I went back and it was fully charged. Yeah, not, how long did it last? Do you remember? Oh, I don't know. I never used it. I just wanted to see if whether charge. I could still get a charge out of it and turn it on, and it did. Mm. Well, I um, there was a whole heap of apps that were looking to be updated. The Wi Fi and everything still works fine.
0: Yeah. I yeah. Know, here it is. Here. I know. I got this. I pulled this out of the cup the other day, a little iPod. So I'll probably keep that fella.
1: Yeah, keep but, that. That's going to increase in value soon.
0: Yeah, because you don't know, like, those things, they don't take up much space. They're probably not worth, you know, what's it worth? What would you sell it for? 50 bucks? You know, you'd rather keep it for that. So, yeah, I'll keep that one. But the 6S, yeah, in two minds about that. So we'll see what happens. Um, but my last story for this week, and we're going to start wrapping it up. Uh, is a Foxtel Go. I got a bit of a surprise this week. I loaded up the Foxtel Go while I'm down here in the office. And uh, it says, oh, we have got a new version. Uh, Watch us on the browser and you can now watch in HD. And I went, yippee, yahoo, how good's this? So Foxtel Go has received an upgrade letting you watch on tablet, smartphone and PC, Mac and uh, browsers while Chromecast and AirPlay Oh, that's the biggest thing—the the Chromecast and AirPlay functionality. Uh, if you sign up for multi-room Foxtel, H, Foxtel, you, and you, if you signed up for Fo- Foxtel multi-room, you'll be able to use the Chromecast on the on these uh, on this new Foxtel Go, which is good because you know, as always with everything, there's always ways around thing. Things like when I was watching the footy on a TV that didn't have the Foxtel box onto it, I would just plug the computer in, you know, HDMI lead into the TV, and do it that way. No problems, you know, a bit of a hassle, but it just, you know, but now, just Chromecast, a lot easier, but I was still doing it anyway, so, you know, Foxtel's not losing anything or making anything out of, out of me because I was still doing it, but it's just a bit easier, and it's HD, so it's, I'm, yeah, loving it. Uh, so customers can register Foxhell Go on multi, multiple devices and watch it on two screens at the same time. Uh it's available for download on the App Store for iPads, iPhones, Google Play for Android, smartphones, tablets can be watched PC by Google Chrome or Safari. Uh watch Foxtel Go. Uh we're told that new customers can be up and running as soon as they sign up without the need to wait for the main service to be installed. So that's uh you know, that's good. So it should be. This is all so it should be, you know, not not yeah, it's good, but it's so it should be. Uh so Yes, so uh, Foxtel Go, the new features, yeah, if you, like closed captions, blah blah blah. The addition of HD support, blah 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 blah. So that's good, good news. So if you're on with the Foxtel Go, make sure you yeah get the new app or watch it in the uh, computer browser, and uh, you'll be right. You'll be able to. Get that's HD. really good
1: news because I, I had Foxtel uh, Foxtel Go on my uh, phone, and every time I tried to connect it via whether it was uh, a Chromecast or any other way to try and connect it to the TV. Um, it wouldn't work. It would, you'd, you'd, you know, you get sound, but you get no picture. So yeah. I'm really pleased now that they've allowed access. Yeah. To the Chromecast.
0: Well, their Foxtel now uh, came out with the Chromecast access. I guess, and that's what had me thinking. Well, what's the what's the point in having the, the different system? Or, why not let Foxtel go do the same thing? And and now, thankfully, it, it's like that. So, oh yeah, I, I think that's great. Uh, it makes me a bit happier. Paying the Foxtel subscription, so yeah, I, I'm I'm a bit happier. Yeah, for sure, I can. So
1: it's it's saying here that you you can use it on the AirPlay. Would yeah. it would it also work on the um, ITV? The i what's
0: the what the Apple TV? Apple TV, yeah,
1: Apple TV. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what it's for. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. yeah. As, as as an app. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um,
1: I don't so know. So if you install the app on the Apple TV. Um, will it work i mean i haven't
0: tried it yet but i'm just thinking i don't know i don't have one of those apple tvs i've got the version three i think where you can't do nothing with anymore Uh, but it just says it is available in the app store for ipads and iphones i don't know if it would go that far
1: because that'll be ideal if you've got an apple tv it's just Mm. like having an android box actually
0: but you can still airplay to it anyway so that's all right You'd live with that, wouldn't you, Joe? Just be able to airplay to it anyway? Well, it. I
1: don't actually have an iPad. Well, I do. It's one of the first, no, the second gen iPad. But I think what happened when I did the update on that, the, it got stuffed up by the battery and it doesn't last very long
0: now. Right. Okay. So, but you've got the Apple TV. I've got Apple TV as well. Right. But you've got a Chromecast? I have a Chromecast as well. Oh, you just use that. Works brilliantly. The, yeah. the, the the pc browser one's a bit jittery I, i'm not ex- excited about it at the moment but they're probably going to work a few things out i'll watch it be watching the show it'll just stall um because you can you can rewind it like 30 minutes So each channel you go onto you can just drag it back for 30 minutes and maybe that's why it's stalling for me but uh but at the end of the day that yeah doesn't matter It's good it works for me so it's great all right let's get out of here joe and uh unless you got anything else to say you got anything else
1: no, that's fine.
0: All right, good stuff. All right, thanks, everyone, for listening. It's another episode. hope you uh, found some uh, enjoyment or some interest in some of those stories. Not too much around. Apple sort of sucks up the week, doesn't it? When that, anything Apple happens, it sucks up the oxygen in the room and everything's about that. But uh, if you want to know more, I know the I know Michael's doing a special uh, Aussie Max Zone and I know he's doing it tonight because that's the reason we're going right now because he's kicking us off the Zoom. So all right. So thanks, everyone, for downloading. You can contact me or Joe, Glenn, or joe at aussietechheads.com.au. Like us on the Facebook, like us on the YouTube, and um, we'll get out of your ears. Okay, thanks, Joe, for coming in. We'll see you next week.
1: Yep, definitely. See you later, Glenn.
0: Lovely. And see you guys, see you all next week, and hopefully go the Sharks tomorrow night, Friday night against the Penny Panthers. Good on you, Steve. Talk to you Saturday. Hope I'm having a smile. Bye-bye. See ya.